Hey traders, David Frost, My Strategic Forecast. You're here for another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis. Today is Thursday, July 6, 2023. We're looking at a daily chart of the SPY or Spider, which is the proxy for the S&P 500. What do we have on the docket today? We have a lot of stuff on the docket. We're going to do a quick review of a couple of things, which will be helpful in understanding what's actually going on from the larger picture perspective. It'll be some built-in chart lessons. First, we're going to start with something I said last week. I think it was on the 29th of June. Big move coming in July. Now, what I said at the time was, somewhere around 100 to 150 S&P handles. Today was 50. It's a chunk. It's like a third of or more of what I'm expecting for July. They could move more than that. They can move less than that. This is what I said. This is what's happening. We're just reviewing the information. So far, we have the appearance, and I'm going to emphasize appearance of a double top situation. And the reason why I said appearance and emphasize appearance is because the market's job, and we know this from hearing me say this many, many times, unless you're newer here, the market's job is to make as many traders and investors look like fools as much of the time as possible. The daily chart has the appearance of a double top, but let's not lose sight of the fact that they still remain above all the moving averages the trend is your friend until your crap gets thrown out the window. When we look back on the weekly chart, and we look at this one almost every night, we notice that there's nothing really going on here other than some eating time off the clock. They've done a retracement, a garden variety retracement of last week's up candle. They did about what? About 50%. We'll get to that later. That happens to be normal garden variety market activity, is it not? Another thing we said last night is as long as they stay above here for 41.14, I believe is the number, then that brings them into no man's land if they're below and in no man's land it opens the door for the gap. That was around 438.15 or 14 today. So they spiked the gap and they went to another place. What some of those other places of interest or importance. Well, what if I took a Fibonacci, a garden variety Fibonacci retracement, and I said, here's the low, here's the high, and they've retraced, 50% comes in at 437.75, slightly lower than the gap that we just talked about above 438. And then here's another thing we know. They spike through stuff. Sometimes they come up short. Other times they spike them through. If I discuss, and whether it's in the live room, in these videos, or anywhere, if I discuss a number, that does not mean the market stops at the number on a dime. It means it's likely going to test the number. Sometimes they come up short, other times they spike them through. And if you look at a shorter duration chart, a 15-minute chart, for example, they spiked it through down to 437 and ripped it back up in the other direction. They did a 50% retracement, and when you look at the hourly chart again, you say, well, that's all they did, a 50% retracement of the move, and they bounced. They don't have to bounce in the first minute they hit it. They took a little while, and they bounced. 
These are the things that we were discussing in the live room. We got into a long trade a little higher, but we knew the lower stuff. We were able to maneuver around it. We were able to wait for the bounce to come, and many traders were able to either get out with a nice profit, break even in some cases because they didn't want to wait, all that stuff. Not every trade works out 100% of the time. Most of them work, and when the ones that don't show up, we know how to manage through the situation. Many times we can trade out of a position, out of a bad situation, turn a bad situation into a good situation by knowing the numbers, knowing all the stuff that we just discussed on the chart. This is exactly what we discussed in the live room all morning long. Where are they? What are they doing? Here's the situation. Big picture perspective narrows down to a small picture. Things morph from a shorter time frame back onto larger time frames. And if you have an understanding of what's happening in the bigger picture, you have a different understanding than most. You have a different comfort level in a trade. Let's take a look at a couple of other things. Where are we on the daily chart? They came up short and we just discussed this. Sometimes they come up short, other times they spike them through. They came up short once again, second time of the 20 period moving average or home base. Now that's really sponsored by the trick, trap, fool and frustrate crew. Why do they keep coming up short of the 20 period moving average? Are they setting you up for a rug pull event where they slice it right through? That's possible. It's an awareness Put that on a sticky note, just in case. Back above where they were for the last few days, we'll call it back above 441 and change, and they're right back up to challenging the most recent high and this double top thingamajig going on. But when you look at the weekly chart, you say, well, yeah, that's a daily chart double top, but also it's a pullback garden variety retracement Nothing wrong with the weekly chart. You have to look at it from a variety of different perspectives. So they come up short of the daily chart 20 once again, home base, fair enough. The 240 chart, home base, was tested and they bounced off of it today, put in an interesting tail candle. Don't love or even like tails in the middle of ranges, but it is a tail nonetheless. And until or unless they were to get below and close the low this tail, then it's still somewhat of a bullish type of indication. It's not really an indication as much as it is a look of a tail on the chart. I like them at lows and highs, don't love them in the middle, but here it is nonetheless. About the 120 minute chart, 50 period moving average. Come in, run a test, spike it, turn around, back up in the other direction. Didn't happen in five minutes. It took a couple of 120 candles or about three to four hours for that to take place. Hourly chart, 50, but right below it is the 100 period moving average. Same routine. Took a couple, three hours to materialize, but you can see what happened on all these different charts. Not that the moving averages are an end-all, be-all. They're a guideline because, by definition, they are an average but I'm looking at all these things from an intraday perspective while we're guiding ourselves in the live room through the trade. Where are they going? What are they doing? What's the big picture? Are they going to have a trend day down all day? Or is it more likely that they put in a morning low and bounce? And we discussed that a couple of times in the live room today. 
Yes, they can have a trend day up or down all day. It does happen from time to time. However, it happens infrequently. What normally happens is they put in a morning high or a morning low, depending on which direction they're going. They turn around and bounce back in the other direction or drop down in the other direction, put in a higher low, lower high, and then resume something later on. That's actually the norm. That's the majority. Using the 80-20 rule, that's the thing that happens the majority of the time. It's awareness stuff. When you're aware of that, you're looking for it. You're looking for it at a place, at an important place. Could the important place be a gap? Could the important place be the 20-period moving average? Could the important place be a Fibonacci retracement? Could it be a breakdown candle high? Could it be a breakup candle low? Any and all of those things and more qualify. These are the things we're looking at from an intraday perspective. All charts act and react the same way. We're looking at them from an intraday perspective to be in a trade, to affect a trade, to manage through a trade, all those things. And we're also looking at them from a swing trading perspective. We're looking at them from an analyzing perspective like I'm doing now. We look at them across the board because they're all important. Each chart is independent of one another, but all charts act and react the same way. How do you like dem apples inside the numbers? I always show the notes. I want to show the notes. I'm going to show the notes. I urge you to pause the video, read the notes, go back to the chart and double check the work. You're going to find everything we just talked about, which was we did get into a trade earlier, meaning at a higher price. However, we had a zone. They got below the zone. We knew what was going to happen if they got below the zone. They went to the next place. Traders are able to manage through the situation. You have to be able to adjust in real time. And by the way, it wasn't that far away. I'm not making a big thing about it. I'm just saying what happened. It's not every day that we have to manage through a trade that takes a few hours to turn around. You have to be able to do those things to be in this business. And the point that I want to make is we had one of those days where it certainly could have turned ugly and it wound up just fine by knowing all the information that I'm conveying in the live room to the members and inside the numbers. On this page, the live room, the whole nine yards, the whole kitten caboodle, the shebang. What's going on over in Camp IWM? Yesterday, we talked about something really, really important. We talked about it in the live room. We talked about it in here, which was divergences. The IWM and the transports were diverging slightly from the major market, the S&P 500. Divergences don't stick around for long. They resolve themselves. Whether the S&P was going to come down and join the IWM and the transports or the transports and the IWM were going to flip around and join the S&P, either way, one of those two things was going to happen. We knew that. We discussed it yesterday, and we watched it take place today. So you still have this appearance like we talked about in the S&P 500 or SPY. You got this double top thing going on. However, you have to always keep in mind the weekly chart. And from a weekly chart perspective, we could say this, looking at the big picture, they traded up into those moving averages. They got above and now they're back into the 200 period, but still above the 20 and the 50 We can't really make a federal case out of that one way or the other. 
looking at it from a big picture perspective, you have what? You got a breakdown candle, you have a wedge pattern, and you're running a test, you have run a test, you got into, you got somewhere in the vicinity of, up near the high of the breakdown candle, this is still a wedge, will still result in another move lower until what? Until or unless, this is a weekly chart, keep in mind, they get above 191.50. That's it, period, full stop. I'm aware of all the wall of worry things, whether it's going to be China, whether it's going to be the Ukraine, Russia, the Fed, interest rates. Interest rates are on the rise. Bond prices are falling once again. We had a phony ADP jobs number report. I think that's going to hit again tomorrow. Phony jobs number. You had whatever it was, continuing claims, or you had something, something, something this morning that was way out of whack from expectations. And here's the reason I don't talk about that stuff. One of the reasons, there's like 300 reasons. But the reason, one of the reasons I don't talk about that stuff is whose expectations? So you had some kind of ADP report came out of 400 and something thousand against expectations of 200 and something thousand. Whose expectations? The government? When's the last time when they were right in anything? Was it the economists' expectations, like an average of 50 economists? When's the last time they were right in anything? That's the reason, because just because something beat or missed expectations, whose expectations and why did they have those expectations? XYZ company reports earnings tomorrow. They miss or exceed analysts' expectations. Who cares? They reported what they reported. The analysts were wrong. Once again, you see where I'm going with that? It all depends on what your perspective is of the information. And none of it really matters because only thing that matters is the market's reaction to a piece of information. And where is she going? Where's Mrs. Market going? What are the numbers? Why is she there? What's the pattern on the chart? Is she in the vicinity of a breakdown candle high, a breakup candle low, a fib retracement, a trend line, all these type of things, part art form, part science. How you doing? What about the folks down at the transportation department? Got to put this one in perspective. So you got a couple three-day pullback, really two-day pullback in the transports after this tremendous run way above home base, way above the 20-period moving average. Same discussion that we had when the SPY was way above home base, almost too far. What's too far? Well, who's to say? We don't have a measurement for that, but once it gets extended from home base, we start looking for, we start expecting the reasons to come out that the market will at least eat some time off the clock, come back toward home base, run a test, eat some of that overbought air quote condition off the board. You look at the weekly chart, they had a tremendous up week last week. What did they retrace? 25, 35% of that move, maybe not even. Very little, not much at all. Point is, it's normal garden variety behavior, especially after a tremendous up move. At some point, they're going to pull back. That's really all that's going on in the transports. It's a pullback with a P. What about the Q people? Above all the moving averages, the trend is your friend. That's it. It's a P, pullback, eight-tenths of one percent. It's a pullback, nothing more, nothing less, until she shows us it is something more, something less. About the financials, another tail in the middle of no man's land, but it's a tail nonetheless, which means 
that they bounced off the 20-period moving average and finished rather bullish on the day with all things considered. Not positive on the day, but bullish nonetheless, meaning they finished near the highs. I'm not saying it's bullish to hop on board. I'm saying it could have been a lot worse. They spiked the gap. They closed the gap, spiked it down to the 20, and finished above the gap, not far from the lows from yesterday, the day before, the day before that. Really, nothing's happened over the last four days other they're down slightly from where they were yesterday at the lows. No big deal. It's all a matter of perspective. Remember, we're always aware of the crew. Who's the crew? The trick, trap, fool, and frustrate crew. They're the ones whose job it is to make as many traders and investors look like fools as much of the time as possible. They want to suck you into the short side right when they're going to rip them back up in the other direction. They want to suck you back into the long side right when they're going to drop the trap door open. In technical terms, it's called mental masturbation. About Smash Mouth, you got the high, you got the lower high, you got a test of the lows, and you finish on the highs today. So we're not going to make a federal case out of this one way or the other. We're going to say, below these lows, here's a number. Below this number, 145.35, it's going to open the door for another move lower. You expand the view and you look at the weekly chart. And what are they doing? They're eating time off the clock up in this range. On a short-term time frame, this range looks like pandemonium. On the weekly chart, it looks like a bull flag pattern in the making. It's all a matter of perspective. Since we talked a little bit about the bond market, here's a picture of TNX, the 10-year treasury. It's a monthly chart. What's going on here? Look familiar? Just talked about this. It's a bull flag pattern eating time off the clock in a range back and forth. They're testing the top end of the range. Maybe the top end is up here. It doesn't matter. They just went towards the top end of the range. Eventually, they're going to break out and make another leg higher. This is in an uptrend. The trend is your friend until what? Until it's over. You squeeze the chart a little bit and make it smaller. I know it's hard to see, but when you look at this and you say, look, there's room to run. They weren't at the highs on the chart. They were at the high of what you could see. This is interest rates rising, bond markets falling. And if I just did this, and I said that this was a channel, long-term, that was where the market broke down from, and they're going to come back somewhere in this range to run a test of where the big breakdown area was, at least one of the big breakdown areas. Let's just say that's the case. Well, looks like, smells like 5% coming up, give or take, 10-year note. Just looking at it from a big picture perspective, the trend continues, 5%, give or take, is what we say on deck. Could take months to get there. It's just the point that it's on deck. From a shorter term perspective, I know some of you like to trade TLT. 96.80 is a number. Might want to put that on a sticky note. It's a give or take. However, 96.80 is an area I would expect a bounce back from in the other direction. It's a short-term trade. Has nothing to do with what we just looked at in terms of 5%. That does not correlate. 5% does not correlate to this TLT price. This TLT price is sooner than later. 5% is later than sooner. We're going to pull the ripcord here. If I told you how much I appreciate each and every one of you without you, 
These videos are not possible. That is true and accurate information. I'm David Frost, my strategic forecast. Thanks again for tuning in to another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis.